Welcome to another India Independent Films podcast. Uh, this is Rahul Desai. I have with me uh, three of my colleagues this time. Uh, all three of my uh, uh, fellow film critics, Pallami Das, Aditya Shri Krishna and Uday Bhatia. This is uh, not a critics roundtable. This is just a podcast. Uh, we Today we, uh, we are going to start with uh, what's been on everyone's mind over the last five or six days. Uh, obviously, as we all know, uh, Sushant Singh Rajput, uh, the actor, passed away on Sunday. And uh, ever since then, obviously, there have been uh, it's been a totally alternate universe experience. A lot of uh, shit has gone down. But before we get into that, before we discuss uh, our reactions and the world's reactions at large, uh, let's uh, talk a little about the actor. Because I know for a fact that he did polarize critics uh, with his performances. Uh, so, guys, uh, uh, tell me about your favorite uh, Sushant performances to begin with. Follow me. Um, he's done, uh, I think, a, a very concise amount of films, I think 10 or 11 films. Yeah. So, so I think that's also partly the reason why he might have polarized critics in the sense that it's been a very inconsistent career where, you know, the roles have either been, uh, either it been lead roles or either they've been like supporting acts that haven't done anything for him. But like, as everyone has pointed out, the last year of his was a very fascinating year where he came, uh, where he appeared in three films. One was Sonchiria, one was uh, Chichori and the other, unfortunately, was Drive, which I guess was not a film that was supposed to come out last year in the sense that it was ready for a while and was supposed to be a big screen uh, release and like in the end it got uh, dumped as a Netflix release. But I feel uh, even though his earlier films also, he has a very uh, fascinating couple of uh, beginning years, the first three years where he did Dhoni and Bumkesh Bakshi, which is also one of of those very underseen films. I feel like his... uh, role in Sonchira is something I really, really liked, even though that film is something, uh, is one of those films where it's very hard to not uh, be taken with any aspect of that. Um, so that would definitely be one of the roles that I I felt like uh, revisiting. And uh, the other film was also last year, Chichore, which also I think had a very polarizing reaction. A lot of people didn't take to it and a lot of people did take to it very, very evidently. It was one of the biggest I think one of the bigger hits of last year and I really liked that film in the sense that it it was it was a very commercial and very out there in its sensibilities film but it also kind of uh, reimagined a lot of tropes uh, mainly the college film in Hindi cinema and how you depict nostalgia and also talk about unfortunately how to prevent suicides so I feel like those two films are something that have also been stuck in my mind because also they're recent. Yeah, right. Uh, Uday? Um, I, I have a great fondness um, uh, for uh, Detective Bomkesh Bakshi uh, in which he was a, uh, an unlikely Bomkesh, but I, I thought he was really good. And uh, he he does some really interesting things and he omits some really interesting things. Biggest being, I think, the Bengali accent. He doesn't really try and speak Hindi with a Bengali accent, which I think most actors would have. And he just, you know, he doesn't go for that, probably figuring that he'd trip up and then people would point that out. And uh, I think it's a very charming performance. And, um, uh, you know, within a sort of sub-sub-genre, which is the, the great detective right at the start of his career. Uh, that, you know, in, in, in that kind of small niche, he does a, he does a very, um, uh, very uh, interesting job uh, with a character who'd already been played a lot and who since has been played a lot by a lot of very famous Bengali actors. Uh, yeah, that I think that's uh, easily my favorite uh, Sushant performance. And uh, I think one thing which I really also like about it is that he smiles a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, he gets so excited when he's solving things that he, you know, he grins. And that's not something you see detectives doing very often in the movies. You know, they're, they're usually quite 
intense or they're inscrutable or they're just pissed off and mm. uh, it's nice to see a smiling detective hmm aditya uh yeah i i think between uh, byomkesh and ms dhoni i think he kind of displayed the whole range that's possible from him and uh, like uday said uh, i think both debakar banerjee and uh, sushant were not going for a you know page to screen uh, translation of uh, byomkesh bakshi they really kind of went for the swing and probably that's why the film didn't work uh, the way it did but interestingly uh, uh, it should have i mean uh, but interestingly uh, there's a there's a parallel between byomkesh and sushant uh, in, in that uh, now uh, i i see a lot of people uh, liking byomkesh bakshi a lot of people talking about how it's a it's really good film uh, i i remember giving it a good review because i i kind of liked it though it kind of comes apart by the end uh and uh, but what it was i don't i don't think uh, the majority of critics were very kind to it and i think that is something even uh, sushant has suffered uh like we said uh, he polarized a lot of people uh, but i uh, but but i think he was always talented right from kaipoche to shuddha desi romance and uh, uh, soon after uh, bakshi and uh, ms dhoni came uh, almost uh, back to back uh, so i i think uh, both this both byomkesh uh, bakshi and um, uh, sushant kind of uh, they have a uh, they got this uh, very retrospective uh, analysis i think i think i think it would have been great if they got the respect they deserved when they were actually flourishing and they were doing a great job uh, because because i know a lot of people who did not like sushant's performance uh, and uh, after the news they were all like uh, uh, you know this uh, he was really good actor and i was like I, this is i mean this is, uh, a lot of people kind of rejected him even when he was doing really good stuff uh, that was the first thought uh, that came to me um, because because i think we didn't celebrate him enough when he was there because he was a really really good actor and uh, some someone whom the industry and the audience i think should have trusted more right that's uh, that's a lovely point actually because uh... I mean, I, I guess I'm also one of the people who didn't really take to Bhumikesh when it released. I mean, I didn't know what to make of it when it came out, and uh, uh, obviously, I wasn't very familiar with its cinematic history to begin with. But uh, you know, I did find Sushant like uh, kind of strange in that role. Obviously, I'm going to revisit it at some point. It's too early right now, but uh, maybe at some point. But uh, it's interesting that you mentioned how people. uh were uh, didn't really celebrate him enough while he was there because uh, and, and obviously there's no one reason for this i, I don't uh, quite know uh, why that is the case for me personally i mean my favorite performance of sushant was probably his first film in kaipoche uh, which you know i took to really i mean I, that that film really grew on me over time and that's the sushant i remember for some reason i don't remember a lot of his uh, Uh, his Bhumikesh uh, Bakshi scenes. Uh, I, I don't remember a lot of his Shuddhesi romance scenes, though I do know that that film too uh, sort of uh, uh, polarized a lot of audiences. Uh, Shuddhesi romance. Uh, Aditya, you're a fan of it, right? Yeah, I'm kind of a big fan of Shuddhesi romance, though I've not watched in some time. But yeah, I I really really like the film. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, even I was. Uh, that's what I've been wondering, and obviously because it's been what five days now, and we've seen uh, an entire gamut of reactions. Obviously, for those of us who have been present on social media, and most of us are, uh, we, we've seen uh, uh, extreme reactions. We've seen, uh, uh, of course, a lot of people mentioning that he wasn't appreciated enough. Uh, that there's been a lot of finger pointing. Uh, that Has been. It's gotten really ugly, and it, to be honest, it has saddened me. And I've personally also stayed away quite a bit from you know uh, the social. I mean, a lot of social media platforms since Sunday because I really don't know what to make of it. I I don't think any of us are programmed to react to something like this. And I think India, even as a country, as a culture, I don't think we know how to react to mental health. Uh, uh to react to something like a suicide. uh especially if it's a public figure and uh, as a culture we aren't really conditioned to know what to do which is why there's a lot of finger pointing going on there's a lot of 
so called camps and it's just everyone's losing their shit and it's gotten i mean it's honestly it's really like depressed me to see the whole thing and i really don't think uh, anyone any actor you know it doesn't matter where he comes from obviously sushant had a very inspiring journey to the top but you know it doesn't matter who he was it's just i don't think it's becoming of like a country and i don't see any other culture might have reacted the same way to something uh, such as a suicide uh, and um, yeah i mean would any of you like to throw any light on uh, what's happened in the last 5 uh, 6 days i mean i don't know if i can throw any light on it other than to say that it's a uh, it's sort of confirmed how ugly and how sort of self obsessed uh, the hindi film industry can be and it's basically shown it you know shown it at its worst uh, how quickly everyone went from uh, feeling sad and posting tributes to accusing each other and you know forming themselves in so called camps and uh, you know just uh, then using his death as a uh, excuse to just talk about whatever uh, vendettas they have uh, they yeah. went so quickly from that i remember by evening like all, all sorts of names were trending his uh, his former partner was trending karan johar alia bhat they were all trending so it, it was uh, as you said it was almost uh, depressing to to be on social media by 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 even like that night let alone the next day when it got really ugly yeah i'm also not sure whether i mean it's the timing of it in the sense that during the lockdown when you know in 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 say a normal circumstance if this had happened i feel like these actors might have had other ways of showing uh, if their feelings were genuine other ways of showing it in the sense that there were no restrictions at showing up at someone's funeral or such so in in a lockdown where all you can do is like just have your phone in front of you and that is your world and that is how much social distancing you can do i also feel like everyone's just so taken by the performance of grief that's also a little to do with like social media how nothing is valid unless like you put a projection of it on social media like all of these actors are basically competing against themselves to put up who can put up a tribute who can put up a picture and an emoji and like that is an exist that is like proof of whether they are sad whether they are innocent in a way of causing his death or not causing his death like i remember uh, as other pointed by evening there were also talks of about three of his co-stars including uh, his partner not putting up posts on instagram which means that they don't care about him you know stuff like that it's also a lot to do with how um how entertainment journalism works in a way where the different thing about how we report on deaths is a whole different conversation but also how we report on deaths like suicides which are caused uh, which are caused where you can't like pinpoint like there can be no one real reason why someone could have taken that decision and that insistence to find that one single reason to just like you know say that okay this is what has caused it is just making everyone go astray i feel yeah i think uh, the i mean the, the the problem really is people need to accept that they are never going to know the details of it they are never going to uh, know the uh, whatever reason it was behind it i mean people i don't know why they can't accept that it's not possible to know this there are so many other things uh, that could have been and there there there's just a plethora of possibilities that someone would, that that would lead someone to take this decision so uh, I, I, they just found uh, um, uh, you know uh, kind of uh, people to blame within the industry and uh, uh, and and i think uh, not just the industry people i think at some level even the fans are to blame the way everyone reacted um, uh, I, I, i mean it's you know, the, the the criticism that uh, that everyone was leveling against the whole cliques and karan johar and alia bhat i think i mean the criticism is all valid it's all fine but it really has you really don't know what has to do with what i mean you cannot tell at all uh, so so and i don't know why people don't understand that i mean uh, you you i mean even when even when everything was fine like 10 days ago you could have 
said the same thing about Karan Johar and Alaya Bhatt and you, that, 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 is, that is totally true. And um, so I don't know what people are waiting for so, for so long to make, make these um, uh, things. So I, I mean, uh, so, so that way it was pretty sad how people just uh, wanted a reason to target uh, 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 for someone for no reason, for some things that they don't know at all. And then uh, there are other people, of course, who are just taking advantage of it and uh, trying to uh, uh, milk it as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what Bollywood has been about for the longest time? Everyone sort of acting on their own agenda, climbing on to like something else. And uh, obviously, we saw the Kangana Ranaut you know, how she's basically, obviously she made a comeback now and started talking only about herself. And, you know, it's it's so emblematic of everything that's wrong. I mean, at least for a day or two, I felt pity. I wouldn't say ashamed, that's a strong word. But I, I just, I felt pity sad to be uh, associated in whatever way uh, that we are covering films. Uh, we are film journalists, uh, maybe not entertainment journalists, but, you know, uh, in whatever way we are associated, it, it sort of, uh, nothing made sense for th- that first day or two, as Uday said, when it started getting worse, uh, by the evening, it became about camps and cliques and uh, stuff like that. And uh, obviously, we aren't, uh, we are an emotional people in general, but I don't think emotions bring out the best in us all the time. And we've seen it at its ugliest right now. And uh, obviously, there are, there is a time for conversations about nepotism, uh, for con- for you know for conversations about what incidents happened at some point of time, how some people are bullies, how some production houses are bullies. But I don't think this is the time for that, and uh, and it beats the it beats the purpose. The, the, it, the, there is sort of no point to uh, you know uh, this mudslinging when someone has actually taken his own life and. Uh, I uh, I think pe- pe- people are missing the larger point, and I guess uh, obviously, as Aditya said, I don't think uh, people will come to terms with the fact that there is no one answer. Uh, uh, there's no. W- what do you guys make of this? Uh, at least for the last few days, I've been noticing a lot of people messaging or uh, mentioning film critics, uh, mentioning journalists, uh, saying that you know uh, we. Uh, I mean that this entire community has been very unfair to Sushant over the years, uh, whether through reviews or whether through uh, uh, whether through blind items or whether through, you know, gossip articles, whatever you call that. Uh, w- what do you make of that fact? Because, uh, I mean, I know I, for a fact, got a couple of messages asking me if this changes the way we look at films as critics or we'll be a little... Uh, sort of not as harsh as we were or not as uh, pointed as we were about weak actors or weak performances. Uh, I I don't really have an answer to that. What about you guys? I mean, um, personally, I do feel uh, the conversations about how Shushant Singh Rajput has been appreciated enough in his career were a little misfounded in the sense that I get that, uh, like, cultural and social currency in Bollywood is dictated by, say, a couple of people and is dictated by whether you're appearing in a chat show or whether you're making the cover of film fair or you're winning a couple of awards. That's how cultural currency has been dictated. That's how you get talked about. That's how fandoms are created. So in that respect, but that is also very like, I mean, a very separate thing uh, when it comes to like appreciating an actor in the sense that those are very external things. But when you look at his career, the films, like you all said, all the films that you have liked or you all have not, at least the films that you've liked, he's, I, I feel like every reviewer or at least most of the reviewers have been fair in assessing whether he was good in that film or not. I'm not saying that people haven't been mean to him or haven't been harsh about the films that he wasn't as great uh, like, for instance, I remember I didn't like Rapta, which doesn't mean, like, I wouldn't say that I didn't like Rapta. So, I don't know. I'm I'm very confused about do you expect people to be, uh, at least, like, do you expect, is the expectation that film critics should now be, um, I don't know, like, in a very basic sense of the word, like, PR people who are supposed to be politically correct or who are supposed to be, like, like, they're supposed to be harsh, but also not be harsh. Like, that is a very questionable ask. 
and i don't think again i don't i think that's like a very major reaction also to like obviously a tragedy like that because i don't think that actually solves anything i mean the role of an actor is to do films the fact that he is good at it and the fact that he is bad at it is two sides of the coin there's a little bit of uh, i mean there's some irony and there is some hypocrisy in this because uh, if people do say that uh, maybe now you'll be less nasty or you will not be as harsh on someone but i think i've noticed that those harsh and nasty reviews are the one that get widely read by everyone and everyone enjoys it when they uh, read a nasty review uh, so it, it is kind of uh, i mean so i don't know what exactly is the point they want to make uh, i personally uh, i mean this the whole nastiness doesn't come naturally for me in writing so 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 i'm usually not as uh, i i don't go all in attack unless you know the film is like just rank bad and it's just completely hopeless uh, for for example when rapta came of course i i i gave it a i mean it, it, it's a terrible film and i gave it a, a bad review and it actually came after uh, uh detective bonkis pakshi and ms dhoni so so in so so you i mean it it it's a, it's cinema and you are a, you're an actor you are allowed to uh, you you have your failures and you are, you are allowed to have to that one failure so everyone has goes through those things so it's not a big deal that he gave a bad film so so you don't uh, and i don't even, and he's not even like some bad part of the film or anything the film as such is bad uh, so so that way um so so i, th- I think um i mean i i do think that uh, some critics can go overboard and can be unnecessarily nasty uh, and i don't sub- subscribe to that but at the same time i don't think that is um, i mean that 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 factors in uh, that much in in, in the whole uh, gamut of things uh, but definitely the whole gossip columns and the blind items that industry that industry works over time and that industry i think is 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 kind of self sustaining and it's kind of also fed by the industry at least from what we all hear so it's so 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 that so that is something is uh, that, that's definitely i mean uh, we need to make a distinction here there is there is a lot of difference between critics journalists and what the blind items people are doing so i don't think uh, you can even club everything together and uh, you definitely need to call out what uh, those kind of sites are actually doing yeah um okay yeah i think uh, i mean, i agree with uh, what aditya just said don't think uh, those two can be compared because mostly the the critics are going to be talking about his craft or anybody's craft and that i think is fair game if you want to be an honest critic then you call it like it is without perhaps going beyond that to the person and uh, sort of getting personal but uh, the gossip uh, columns and the entertainment journalism and the blind items uh, those are uh, those are inherently personal and uh, often as as we know are uh, plants by powerful people and uh, you know they indicate where power lies in in the industry and uh, i mean we know that no power lies with critics Uh, but uh, there is a lot of power with you know with with blind items and entertainment journalism so i i i think right now everyone is in a mood to uh blame everything and while i have uh, no problem with critics also being brought under the scanner as they should as everyone should uh, i don't think the two can be compared at all yeah i've uh, yeah that i have never quite understood the entertainment journalism angle especially the blind item culture uh, of course we've seen it personally so many times that uh, you know even a lot of senior journalists on twitter and facebook go a little crazy every time a new blind item comes they are dming each other and they are you know taking obvious glee in sort of uh, getting into the gossip area of bollywood and uh, as we know most of it are plants and uh, it's just 
it's a self defeating culture and i've always found it really distasteful and obviously it is built for it's like a producer making films for mass audiences so you know journalists or publications say it the same thing about blind item that we need to entertain the masses and it's inherently personal and uh, obviously there's no point blaming one particular aspect of any field or any of this industry but uh, yeah the the distinction to be made is uh, quite obvious and i i do believe that all of us can use this as an opportunity to reflect on um, i guess our particular crafts or the way we go about it too because you know every now and then every industry every profession sort of needs a reality check and um, this is more or less a direct result of an uh, of a system failing an individual a system failing an artist and uh, and uh, and we are part of that system whatever small and I, I even if it's small and i think that's uh, it's it's a good time to you know maybe look within and uh, sort of uh, not change obviously all of us it's not like all of us blame ourselves or uh, are blaming each other but you know it, it's a good time to just pause and maybe uh take a breath and look towards um, what we can do because obviously as we know the power doesn't really lie with us uh, as they very rightly said critics are powerless people uh, on that uh, somber note we will actually move to something uh, a little more um, maybe it's uh, just us rahul maybe it's just you just us fine yeah sure uh, but, you know i have all the power in the world obviously <laughs> uh, anyway uh, we let's uh, get to uh, discussing films and uh, let's talk about the big film of the lockdown and i'm going to say the lockdown because it's literally the only uh, film that's gone directly to digital and it's it's been it's what something everyone's been talking about gulabo sitabo which released last week on amazon prime on friday uh, i know all of us have have had uh, more or less the same reactions to the film uh, but uh, it'd be interesting to discuss uh, the subtext of the film because a lot a lot of it has been talked about since then uh, a week has passed but i think it's a good time to maybe uh, talk about what we liked and disliked about the film polomi you can take this one um i really like the film i didn't expect to like it as much as i did uh, uh... i think the main thing that i enjoyed a lot was the subterfuge of it in the sense that how uh, we thought we were seeing one movie and until like only until uh, very late does it realize that we weren't seeing what we should have been seeing anyway and like the way they also capture i mean they just don't like uh, focus on just that as the subtext but also capture feeling atmosphere with that uh, whole uh, uh, premise is what really got me and i also think like it was one of the finer amitabh bachchan performances finer and also uh, a little on the darker side like it, it was actually the character that he played mirza was actually like a scary like a man that would be a villain like a out and out villain in any other film and he's also kind of an unlikable character here and i like that they didn't you know kind of uh, either like whitewash it in any sense or uh, didn't uh, kind of give him redemption in the end so those are the things that really stood out for me uday so you're from lucknow and you obviously had a very nice take about the film would you like to speak about it as a homeboy uh yeah yeah i i um, i i think they really did uh, they did well by lucknow i think i i feel i feel bad that people uh, they didn't get a chance to go and see it in the halls because i think they would have really enjoyed it especially people who lived all their life in lucknow um <laughs> yeah. i i they also had my school in it so uh <laughs> that was exciting represented um, yeah um, uh, i i i think one um uh, uh one thing which uh, they they did nicely which i you know i wouldn't have expected them to was that they didn't um, they didn't sort of sentimentalize uh, uh, old lucknow they managed to they, they didn't do a delhi 6 uh, they uh, they they did uh, you know they did they did something clever they kind of showed it as almost being left behind by the rest of the world 
but at the same time it's not uh, it's kind of grasping for significance it doesn't have any but it's still trying and there's like it's it's filled with all these people who are running all these schemes and it's mm. anything but like the genteel poetic sort of world that you would think of as as old lucknow instead it's like a very materialistic very uh, sort of um, potent world uh, that's uh, crumbling at the same time and i think they caught that dichotomy very nicely in this film yeah actually that uh, that so that udai's point about dichotomy is kind of uh, something that created a dissonance for me i mean in a good way like uh, uh, polomi says it uh, she thought it was a very dark uh, character but 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 in that uh, kind of a uh, cat and mouse game that they had going i i i kept switching uh, loyalties between uh, uh those two guys like i sometimes felt for nirza i sometimes felt for uh, banki so it's like uh, there was at, at some at some level um the, the same thing that i said uh, it's grasping for significance and th- those two are also trying for the same thing uh, so it's kind of i, I think I, i did get that emotional connect uh, that uh, that they were they were going for i, I think some people did not think that it was there uh, because i saw some reviews where it said there was no chemistry between the two but i thought uh, they pretty much got uh, what they wanted they kind of uh, really uh, you know um, the, the, the old world charm that they wanted and uh, the, that whole point about um, uh, this uh, this tension between the old world and the new world uh they they got it in this, those two characters and i think that definitely worked for me right uh, yeah i have to really stop speaking last because i honestly i have nothing to add after you three speak uh, rahul you had uh, you uh, you picked up on uh, tom and jerry being played on tv i thought and you really expanded on that and that i think you should talk about that oh that's really sweet of you to include me in this <laughs> <laughs> yeah you should feel like it's your podcast only rahul yeah it's not really anyone's podcast but yeah as a tomatory thing quite obvious uh, i i don't think it was a very nuanced or very like a, a great thing to pick up on but honestly i like the way the filmmakers like both the director and the writer sort of uh, treated the film as polomi said there's obviously a lot of subterfuge in the narratives and uh, i like that they presented us with something like a tom and jerry tale or an old versus new tale or you know whatever you want to call it and you know the whole ayushman and amitabh wala attention is on them you know something else is happening behind the scenes and that brings out the whole uh, lucknow thing that today obviously you mentioned uh, and i think that they they found a really nice way to touch upon this lucknow you mentioned because you know a lot of films you see a lot of hindi films you see go out of their way to show us new uh, to show us you know a certain cities certain places to be geographically very intelligent uh, to to you know most of them act like travel documentaries and and somehow force fit a plot within it so that they can go around the town and show us how magical it is i don't think this film did that and uh, i like that they didn't really uh, you know force feed us uh, uh, about lucknow because i remember there's this uh, terrible yashraj film called davate starring pariniti chopra and aditya roy kapoor which actually showed lucknow in the worst possible way and i'm pretty sure the brief for uh, gulabo was do not do what that film did because <laughs> it, it's uh, it, it was terrible you know you'd see a kebab in every other shot uh you you'd see uh, like all kinds of lucknowi landmarks and you know even for people like me who've never been to the place got sick of the place without and uh, you know even though you know I, I, uh, a kind of film that's made about food is supposed to sort of make you hungry it made me uh, nauseous by the end of it so i'm pretty i'm pretty sure gulabo sort of uh, really subverted the way hindi films you know use a place and i actually thought it was very intelligently written and you know juhi chaturvedi it's not the first time she's done and uh, though i did have one slight problem i i won't say it's a problem but you know i again thought ayushman khurana was 
not really what he could can be honestly he can again i i know it's the easy way to say it but you know he can do this in a sleep yeah but but i mean that that's all he need, needed to do right i mean i, I don't think he he was um, i mean he didn't have to do anything more of course mm. uh, uh, so, so that way i mean i i didn't think i mean, I mean he was not lacking in anything or that it's not or, or he, he was not let down by the writing of yeah. the character or anything so he was he, he was just he, he just played it straight and he that, that's what he was um but to add to another point uh, did anyone know, any of you feel uh, and especially let's uh, go go to the lucknow boy again uh, this it found it found it, 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 it it's uh, it's a very secular world that they built uh, with uh, mirza and uh, banki and uh, christopher clark uh, i was wondering uh, what exactly they were going for and uh, uh, what they wanted to say uh, through that and it really made me go back i mean uh, I, i think um, i think rahul and i were exchanging notes uh, after watching the movie that uh, this is uh, we can't make up our mind and we don't know we are not sure what what other things that we must uh, you know delve on in this film so i i kind of had to do some uh, research some part of uh, old lucknow reading and stuff like that so uh, maybe that that definitely i'm sure the came nasty to that so 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 this film did make me go through a wiki hole and read up all all lots of shit and i wasted a lot of time on that but uh, but, but i was wondering if they were, they were going for something uh, larger in the way they built a secular world like that so they did you finish your review before the film ended yeah i i didn't have uh, i didn't have any great theories to put in the review because i was still thinking and as you know we are still thinking by the time our reviews are done and uh, put online uh, but but later something uh, did strike me and it kind of pinged off something that someone was mentioning online that uh, you know uh, fatima is uh, mirza's wife and and the house owner she keeps on going on about nehru uh, and and uh, if if you look at the the house and uh, and her maybe her as a sort of founding father in a way because as the association with nehru then uh, mirza then that would make him everyone who came after who's been in charge and who's then sort of left the country to its own means and it's sort of gone old and breaking down and crying. and uh, the people in charge only really love the country like mm. old, but they don't like the people in it and uh, yeah so um, that's at all what they were going for or whether anyone else thought that but uh, i felt that was interesting man that's something i nobody would have ever picked up on i hate it when people pick up on things like that you know i don't even see coming from a mile away but that is actually a smart point but but but, but, but that's a smart point because the, the nehru mention i think comes twice or thrice in the film yeah, yeah. and yeah. note that this did not strike me any time when i was writing my review it came much later so not not much use to me but Still. how often does it happen to you people all three of you that you know after finishing your review putting it out uh, you know like seeing the reactions or even maybe going through your own review again you curse yourself for missing something and not putting it uh, especially after you come across it say in another review or on twitter like you there you just did uh, because it annoys the hell out of me yeah i mean if it's a good film it always annoys you <laughs> yeah you want to sort of keep adding to it and uh, it, it happens yeah. way too often with good films obviously uh, we won't give the light of day to bad films because you know honestly most of them don't deserve uh, a, a lot of analysis but uh, you know small things like this if if someone uh, for example if some one of us had picked up the nehru thing i think you know we could have just retired as a film critic and sort of been <laughs> trying for career <laughs> like, 
those are the kind of things that like hardcore cinephiles just spend like 24/7 like analyzing and you know writing these very smart blogs about and uh, it it does yeah sometimes i mean this whole uh, thing gets to you because obviously when it is a good film like this we did have time to write this review we have no excuses uh, and it was a good film so you know it's it's one of those things but uh, Uday, are you sure you don't want to add anything more insightful? Given that you know uh, you want us to see that uh, lovely place you come from. No. Was that a grunt? I think my connection is iffy. Yeah, yeah a, your voice was breaking in the uh, previous point itself. That's a old yeah. Lucknow connection. Yeah, I think that's a meta way of talking about the film. Man, your method podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Anything worth doing? Yeah. Does anyone want to have anything to add about Gulabo before we sort of move on? No. Did you all? Uh, I, no, I I was very curious I, to know. Did you all? Uh, Do you think you all would have reacted to the film, say, slightly differently if we had the option of watching it, say, in a theater as opposed to like watching it at home? Because I found myself pausing a couple of times in between to do oh, like, I, a couple I, of I, things I here and there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure if, and I mean, I wish I didn't have that option of pausing. It's just that when you have a screener in front of you and you have unlimited time, like you said, like we had two, three days to write the review. So you know. it just like doesn't seem like the wrong thing to do to pause like once like it just happens even when you're not thinking but would no, it I, I, like how yeah yeah go ahead go on no i just wanted to know do you think like you would have like say reacted or enjoyed the film differently or would it have been the same if we could have all seen it say at the theaters no i think no i i think uh, i was pausing it because there was a lot going on in the film i i don't think um, Uh, I, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a very uh, meticulously detailed film, uh, and uh, uh, and a lot goes on in the film because that was my first reaction, and I was I had to pause and take take a lot of information in. Uh, as, so 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 I think that's the reason I was pausing. Like if it if it was a film that you can instantly recognize that uh, maybe not 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 a lot of thought has gone into this. Um, Yeah, you're not going to pause, and you're you're just going to finish the film. Like that happened to uh, that happened two weeks ago with a Tamil film. Uh, that's which is the first Tamil film uh, that released. Uh, Jyotika's film released, and I never I watched that on Prime, and that I never paused that. I mean, that was a really bad film. Um, but this one, I, I was I was sure that there is a lot going on in this film right from the the way it was written. Um, so I had to take a lot of things in and. Uh, if i had watched it in the theater I, i don't know how well detailed i could have written a review because uh, because that, that's that's that was one advantage i would say um, because I, i would have definitely missed a lot, lot of things if i had to just you know rely on the really really clunky notes that i take during the interval yeah same actually I, i don't think i would have reacted differently to the film in a theater but yeah obviously i i, I might have like critiqued it uh, uh, maybe differently because i think that's the thing we all are facing you know that's the transition we all are facing because as polumi very rightly said uh, I, even i paused the film so many times and uh, you know sometimes to take notes sometimes to just because you can you know because uh, obviously there's a lot to take in and you're trying to figure out you know what the film is about for the longest time and you you want to do justice to the film to the review and now you suddenly have the option because in theaters we are you know either taking notes or looking at the screen and you know it's a, it's all a little rush but i wonder if that changes the way we review films you know especially with this lot of film going to come out on streaming platforms over the next few months i'm i don't know if that sort of uh, informs our craft in any way because uh, this is what we always wanted right I mean I don't know I'm not sure like I there was definitely a part of me where I thought I might have enjoyed it more if I'd seen it with other people at the theaters because it's like at least the first half of the film felt like one of those films where you know the reaction to the lines or to the Tom and Jerry fights would have been 
uh, elevated much much more if it was done with a few people rather than you sitting in your home watching it not to like take away from the film but that was just something i was thinking so i was curious to see if anyone else felt that way i i think i would have enjoyed it more for simple reason that it's a very nice looking film uh avik mukhopadhyay is the guy to go to if you want like this sort of uh, kind of dignified burnish sort of look to your hmm. interiors and i think he uh, and and it's uh, the you know all the art direction and production designs really nice and they have like all these interesting things lying around so uh, i think for that reason i would have probably liked it in the hall though i cannot imagine that terribly annoying background score at those <laughs> volumes so that that would have been a drawback did did, 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 did the background score drive anyone else crazy or is it just me No, no, that's a good point. It did drive me crazy, but I forgot about it by the end. Yeah, it, it, it started, started crazy, but crazy. it was grating. Yeah, yeah. By the end, it started becoming grating because any funny situation or any comical situation would happen. They would just bring in that same uh, grating sound, which got to you after a point, and it was just like becoming very overpowering. Yeah, it was a very Pink Panther, Peter Sellers sort of tune, huh? Go on. That they they just that clarinet that they're playing, and uh, it was so much that I I heard a like I heard a completely different piece of music with a clarinet, and I couldn't hear it. I just shut it off the next day because it just brought back memories of that stupid theme that kept playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even I felt like obviously the background score was operating in a parallel universe for most of the time. I mean, it basically wanted to sort of almost paint it out. It was going out of its way to paint it as a comedy, as like a Pink Pantherish, awkward, clumsy sort of uh, film, so that we get distracted in a way. I guess that's one way of justifying it. But you know, obviously the tune itself was pretty terrible. Uh, so yeah, that's clearly something it could have done away with. um yeah i guess with that i think uh, i think we're done discussing gulabo sitabo which brings us to uh the final film we're discussing which is spike lee's uh, the five bloods which released on netflix uh, last week too uh and uh, obviously uday aditya would you like to talk about the john aston film for two hours <laughs> <laughs> i think since he has written about it i think he should go for it yeah. aditya just wrote a column about it yeah, so I you can of, i kind of yeah i i really wanted to rewatch it before writing it so i watched it again yesterday before today and um, yeah and, and i was i, I mean uh, the first time i watched uh, the fibers it, it that kind of uh, similarity didn't strike me at all uh, but when i was watching the film uh, john austin film again it was it was quite Uh, apparent why he chose this, and uh, it it was not even like it was more than just the plot, and um, and 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 there are there are a lot of things in this film that is uh, so easily combined. I mean, it's not easy to just combine so many things and make a film that's like a mix of so many genres and mix of so many films. Uh, it's probably only Spike Lee can do it, and probably only. Uh, uh, I mean, he he didn't care that he would fail. Uh, uh because I, i think that's the kind of film it is and uh, and i think uh and the way he pulled it off it was quite pretty great so yes so yeah and and so, so i think if anyone is watching the film i would definitely say watch uh, the treasure sera madre again uh, because it's really rewarding to watch both the film back to back right so that uh yeah i i uh, i love the i love this and i think it it has it's it's definitely up there in my top 3 spikely already and i think with the with rewatches i think it might uh, might be up there with uh, with do the right thing as my favorite spikely of all time which is saying something because i like a lot of his films and uh, i i think uh, as aditya pointed out just the the sheer number of 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 issues and uh, subplots and ideas that he throws into the mix is uh, is is staggering like it covers so much ground 
and it uh, but it still remains so entertaining because uh, you know only spike lee can uh, can kind of make a like a weird boisterous profane uh, tribute to a to a 1940s black and white film and bring in apocalypse now in vietnam and do a revisionist war film at the same time and also do a very affecting study of 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 these lives uh, so it's it's quite something and it, it i think it will take another viewing to even sort of settle a lot of the things that were there in it which i liked follow me um i think i'm the only one who hasn't written about the movie given that all of you have done reviews and columns and have watched one extra film also to supplement uh, <laughs> watching this film but i also quite uh, like the movie because of the reasons that have been outlined in the sense that even though like some like it's like throwing a not just he's not throwing uh, so many ideas at you but he's also doing it with a conviction in the sense that he it's not like he doesn't know what to do with it but he's also like very ambivalent about like how what it might do to you like how you might react to it which i found very entertaining like the last uh, the final act that where the camera was just on paul when he was talking to himself those bits really really got me and like i think one of the things that i really enjoyed was the revisionist approach to a war film and of late i don't know i feel like more and more filmmakers are focusing story upon older protagonists like after irishman even gulabo sitabo in a way is like a film about old people so is this and i don't know something about that is uh, kind of refreshing because i feel like movies are so just accumulated with stories of different kinds and different stages of youth that it's very uh, it's very nice to sometimes uh, see that there's a world out there that's not just this what do you guys what did you guys think of like the way he sort of started and ended the film with a lot of uh, contemporary current footage with, you know connecting directly uh, to the current situation in america to the current uh, to the protest to the black lives matter movement uh, i mean i mean obviously uh, that could not have been the original decision i'm guessing when he did come up with the movie or when he did even finish making the movie i'm guessing that's a, a quite a, a quite a late decision but it, i mean it did tie in obviously because you know it, it's eerily uh, timely in that sense but uh, on a craft level do you think uh, it sort of uh, i don't know do you think it sort of interrupted the you know very homage heavy tone of the film uh to to make that that uh, those kind of links is quite a spikely thing yeah. in the sense we saw it at the end of black clansman also where he he brings it right uh, the the david duke character oh. we see see footage that's i think the last shot of the 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 movie where he's speaking uh and um, all the way back to malcolm x i think where he again uh, there there is uh, i think there's a similar homage though i don't know i haven't seen malcolm x in a long time so i don't remember but uh, yeah i uh, see there are there are things that spike lee gets away with because he's the only guy who does them and uh, while it can be jarring the the whole like like the the whole thing of of showing an action twice which he does through this film like you you see it, you see two people hugging and then you see them hugging again but from a different yeah. angle the, uh, and the piece to cameras where like uh, where mm-hmm. delroy lynn was speaking like right to the addressing the camera and also these are all spikely tricks that you see in in film after film but no other filmmaker does that so when he does it it seems a little weird but he can get away with it because he just does it with confidence and uh, you know he's the only one who goes for it really right aditya yeah i mean i i think uh, the whole timing thing is just a re- release timing because uh, because whatever is happening with the protests and uh, black lives matter it's not uh, uh, it, it's not new right it's, it's i mean the the whole systemic racism has been has existed uh, for so long and uh, uh, 
the police brutality on the African American population has also existed for so long, and the, the, these are issues that is addressed in film after films, uh, right from uh, do the right thing to everything like Malcolm X and most of his films. So I don't think um, uh, the timing or I mean I, I think it's just kind of um, it really solidified. Uh, maybe more people are watching it because it came right now, uh, but um, but it's just a spikely thing. Uh, irrespective of what the year it was or what the time it was, I, uh, uh, this would have been this would have come out exactly the way. Uh, uh, he he would have imagined it. So I uh, so it's it, it just happened to come out uh, this year in, in this month. Uh, but apart from that, I don't uh, I, I don't think it's there is any, any any surprise element to it. Right. Yeah, I, I was pretty amazed by uh, Deloitte Lynn's uh, performance, uh, especially you know capping it off with that uh, point to camera thing and you know. Uh, so just the sort of uh, the sort of uh, the treatment his character was given compared to the others in the film i was i mean obviously it's a very indie wire thing to do but people have already starting started sort of tipping him for an oscar which might or might not happen uh, but um, yeah i mean i was pretty taken by his performance and you know um, uh, for me, uh, even you know, in the last few Spike Lee films that I've watched, obviously there, it has been sort of a very collective uh, uh, experience for me. In the sense, there's no one single thing that stands out. There's a lot to take in. As Uday said, you know, there are a lot of things only he can get away with. Uh, but in this film, I felt like there were distinct parts of it that were uh, uh, completely uh, aimed to sort of. Uh, uh, you know, to to appeal to uh, different sensibilities of uh, uh, you know different viewers, and I, I, in that sense only, I found this to be obviously it was a longer film. It was a you know it was a pretty crazy concept, but uh, to sort of um, uh, to see it sort of unfurl. I and this was honestly this film I didn't pause during. You know, even though it was what two and a half hours long. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I I don't think I found myself pausing. Uh, during this film so much because it was uh, and, and there were so many things about it that obviously I uh, wanted to be familiar with for example obviously I, I haven't watched uh, the John Austin film and now it's too late to watch both back to back like both of you nerds <laughs> uh, but you know uh, yeah even as someone who uh, don't doesn't quite you know isn't quite aware of where the homages are coming from I think it still worked on a very, uh, on you know, on a very basic fundamental level of you know engaging uh, me despite you know uh, trying to be timely at the same time. And I I thought that's obviously again a very spikely thing. I remember watching Black Landsman uh, in I think it played in Mami a couple of years ago. Were they were you yeah, yeah, there yeah. with? Yeah 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 I was. Yeah, it was an absolute blast watching that film in a theater. So I, I kept wondering what it must be to, you know, this would have been pretty cool to watch in the hall too. Oh, this would have been very cool to watch in the hall. Uh, yeah. Raul, what did you think of uh, Chadwick Boseman? Because we discussed him in the in the sports movie podcast. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'd, we'd spoken about how he kind of, uh, even then, uh, was... Uh, playing very different shades of uh, uh, black American heroes uh, yeah. in, in 42 and in the James Brown biopic, uh, Get On Up. And out here, he, he doesn't play a real-life character, but he, he plays a, a fictional, very archetype, archetypal heroic figure, which is, uh, I, I thought yeah. he, was, he was really great. Yeah, he's, he isn't he more or less playing Black Jesus because you know he I mean he's he's great at in the sense that he's built up this legacy, especially with the kind of films he's been doing. And uh, I think uh, you know the casting can't really get better than that because yeah, as he and obviously that that's why it was a very conscious decision to sort of use him and the older actors in the flashback sequences uh, to sort of make him. Uh, 
obviously stand out because he's more than you know he's a symbol and that has happened over the years because of so many roles he's done and i love the way spike lee actually interacts with the audiences that way and sort of uh, takes a, you know like uh, gives a nod to the to the real life actor behind the character there uh, yeah i don't think the casting could have gotten any better and obvi- after you had mentioned you know the james brown film i went back and watched it and you know there's there's actually a lot more to chadwick boseman than uh, a marvel superhero film honestly okay rahul you don't have to put down a marvel film just to praise no i'm going to take half an opportunity to shit on the marvel <laughs> and that's one thing i'm not missing about like they're not going to theater there not going to be any superhero films anytime soon i think you should uh, continue in this vein we actually might get people listening to this <laughs> yeah well there as you said very wise words critics are powerless and there is no asterisk to that uh, all of us are uh, before aditya reacts uh, but yeah i guess um, i think yeah i think we are done discussing the five bloods for those of you who haven't watched uh, it obviously watch it uh, i actually we had a pretty good movie week last week which is why you know it's hard it ended the way it did yeah. because there's also this netflix film uh, uh, the, the this film called akhuni which released on netflix uh, which is a lovely little film about uh, northeast indians in delhi and uh, i thought that was a charming film too so you know we, we had three films we had nothing to complain about obviously till sunday which is why we are talking about this in today's podcast uh anyway uh, thanks guys for joining uh, me and uh, hopefully we will uh, get back together soon and uh, sound like really educated funny film critics again <laughs> bye